Hello and welcome to another episode of HCI's Regulation and Quality and Safety of Care podcast. I'm Caroline McAndrew, Director of Corporate Services with HCI. I'm delighted to have Dermot McNamee, Director of Tower and View Investments, with me here today to discuss international investment in Irish healthcare. Dermot, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Caroline. Dermot, we might start by looking at what is happening at the moment in Ireland with international investment in healthcare. Sure. So I, I think over the course of, of the last three to four years in particular, particularly post post the recession, we've seen a very significant step up in international investment interest in healthcare in Ireland. And that's coming from a number of different sources. It's coming from private equity funds that are interested in the Irish market and interested in the sector. Also, other types of funds such as long-term infrastructure funds and pension funds see Ireland as an attractive uh, location for investment and see healthcare in Ireland as as particularly attractive. So there's been a significant step up, boy, by that sort of positive sentiment that Irish healthcare is is a good opportunity to invest. Okay, and what types of deals would Tarview have been involved in? So, so we our our firm advises uh, clients in all areas of care services in Ireland. So, we have a particular focus on four key areas of uh, healthcare services. The acute healthcare sectors, that's the hospital sector, okay. is, is a big area for us. We also focus on elderly care and nursing homes. Uh, primary care is uh, particularly uh, relevant. And then finally, what we call specialist care, which includes a number of different areas of behavioral care, children's services, mental health, etc. So we've been involved in deals across all of those areas and all of them are attractive uh, for uh, different different subsector reasons but um you know we've seen a particular interest in the last in the last 12 to 18 months in in areas of specialist care okay so what then is making you know the, the irish market so attractive for international investment Sure. Uh, so there's, prob- there's probably three to four key uh, key reasons for that. I, number one, I would say, obviously, the fundamentals are very strong. You know, the economy is is stable and growing. The demographics are uh, headed the right direction from an investment perspective. I would say, secondly, you know, one of the things that investors in healthcare look for is funding streams. So where is the funding coming from okay. in terms of supporting the healthcare? company is it from the state is it from health insurance or or private pay so there's a there's a stable and growing funding stream right. that's supporting healthcare delivery private ownership and private sector involvement in healthcare is very well developed in Ireland and you know that that's for a number of reasons we've had obviously private health insurance through the VHI in Ireland for over mm-hmm. 50 years in the acute hospital sector the private sector has played a a very significant role both in investment and and provision. So about 30% of all uh, private sector investment or overall investment is coming from the private sector. So it's seen as systemically important. And then I'd say the the other key reason why Ireland is attractive is that there's a clear infrastructural deficit in healthcare. So I think it's generally accepted that there's a need for investment across most areas of healthcare in, in Ireland. That requires significant capital, and that capital can't all be sourced within Ireland. So therefore, there is a need to look internationally, and, and therefore international investors see that opportunity to invest in uh, growing the healthcare uh, infrastructure in the state, uh, and thereby offering an opportunity for them, obviously, to, to generate a return on the back of that. 
Okay, very good. So there is a, a lot happening in, in the Irish healthcare market at the moment. There is a lot happening in, in the healthcare sector and in terms of the need for more beds. There's a lot of people presenting with a lot more complex, you know, healthcare issues. Um, do you see this as kind of a driver behind um, international investment? Uh, very much so. Very much so. I, I think, you know, the... You know the, the one the one very clear issue is the is the infrastructural deficit that we have the service deficit and, mm-hmm. and that's clearly arising as a result of the recession, um, but it's a very clear issue. It's a very topical issue, and you know the practical examples of that obviously are you know, from the point of view of acute hospital beds. There's a general acceptance that you know in the next ten years a further two and a half thousand to three thousand beds are required. Yeah. That's three billion of capital that needs to be sourced in order to deliver uh, that, uh, which isn't all available from uh, uh, public finances. In the case of the nursing home sector, you know, again, generally accepted that about 10,000 beds are required over the next 10 years, about Mm -hmm. a thousand a year. So that's, you know, another billion of investment. So so they're very, very big numbers that are required in order to invest in in healthcare uh, infrastructure. And, And those... You know, those trends are, are important and key. And I think, you know, there's a recognition that Ireland and Irish healthcare needs to be able to attract international investment in, in order to be able to play a part in part financing that deficit that's there. Right. OK, so it's probably not something that can be dealt with just by the Irish through the Irish taxpayer system or funded by, you know, the government, it you reckon it does need outside investment? I, I think that's right. I think the numbers are just so significant. And I think that, you know, when you look at, you know, the uh, programme for government, you look at uh, Sláinte Care, um, you look at the, you know, plans in terms of investment in healthcare uh, from a government perspective out to 2040 there is a there is a clear recognition that the private sector needs to play a part in that there there there, there, there is a deficit yeah. uh, there isn't enough funding available and therefore as a result particularly given that you know large amounts of of capital are available internationally for healthcare um it is a good and positive thing that Ireland is able to punch well above its weight in terms of attracting that that investment interest into, okay. you know, strong Irish yeah. healthcare companies. So what sort of trends would you see at the moment in international investment? So so what's happening is a number of different types of investors are coming through as investors in healthcare. So uh, there's private equity funds that are, are, are growing in their size, have more capital coming into them and have a growing interest in healthcare. There's also what we call infrastructure uh, funds who typically in the past may have focused on hard infrastructure investments like roads and railways and airports are now interested in social infrastructure, which includes hospitals, healthcare and education. So that that's mm-hmm. a very definitive trend. Okay. Uh, and, and those types of uh, investors are becoming owners of, of healthcare uh, businesses across Europe and indeed across across the world. And then the third trend that we're seeing is uh, social responsibility is becoming much more important in terms of the investment mandate that these types of funds have. So pension funds and, and wealth management funds that are investing in all of these types of investment managers yeah. are looking for more than a return. They're okay. also looking for uh, socially responsible investing and, and therefore they're pushing those investment managers to look out for opportunities that have a positive impact on society, have a, po- a positive role to play from a from a social progress perspective. 
and therefore healthcare and education are becoming much more uh, much more relevant um, and, and much more attractive and that's a that's a trend that 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 I would see continuing I think it's going to continue to grow uh, as the as the performance of those healthcare companies that have sourced those investment comes through mm-hmm. and that performance is positive it will attract more interest as a result into in, into the sector okay so Given all the things we've discussed there, you know, about the Irish healthcare market, you know, the aging demographic, the complex uh, health problems that that people have, the infrastructure deficit, all of those types of things, the need for more beds. Would investment in healthcare in Ireland be considered quite a safe bet at the moment? Uh, I think I think generally positive would be the view um, that um, most investors would have. I, I think for the reasons that I that I outlined. I, I think from a, you know, one of the other things that make Ireland seen as a as a safe place to invest in terms of in terms of Irish healthcare, is is government policy as well. So, you know, we talked about you know an acceptance of private ownership, and it's been it's been around for a long time, but. Government policy and more recent cross-party support for Sláinte Care is a very positive undercurrent, even though Sláinte Care is still at a very early stage of its evolution. What it's saying to international investors is, irrespective of who might be in government, there is a an agreed direction of travel in terms of what the Irish healthcare system needs to look like uh, over the course of the next 10 to 15 years. And, and, and those trends are positive. And it gives good clarity to international investors who are always looking at the political system to see, you know, are our governments positively disposed to our investment in Ireland or not. So I, I would call that out as something that is, you know, always look for okay. and is, is a, you know, certainly a positive undercurrent, even though it's still it's still early days. Right. Okay. I suppose with any healthcare organization, you know, be it acute care, or elderly care or anything like that. There is a huge social responsibility, you know, with running that organization and being involved in that organization, you know, providing care to people that are vulnerable and that need it and providing good quality care in, in a timely fashion. Can you talk to me about what happens in terms of investment in a healthcare organization? What's its impact on direct care? So, so I think I think the you know the first thing I, w- I would say on that is th- th- the most important thing when a a company is looking to source new um, you know private investment in, be it international or otherwise, is, is that it's the right form of investment, it's the right form of, of of partner, and what I mean by that, I mean there's very clear needs that that come on board in terms of you know ensuring that. You know, service delivery is strong and improves over the life of that investment, uh, and that there's proper investment in quality. So, so I would say the most important thing is to ensure that you know the right shareholders are brought on board, that the time horizon of the investment is sufficiently long, that it's, it's long patient capital. It doesn't require a short-term liquidity event or dividends or return. That there is a clear mandate to invest in services. Uh, both the infrastructure, but also improving service delivery and expanding service uh, service offering. And then thirdly, investment in quality is critical. So there needs to be a very clear mandate from, you know, the, the investor coming in that investing in quality is absolutely at the forefront of, of their own mandate. And, and that's not just playing 
lip service to that, that there's actually tangible examples of that in terms of investing in quality and systems, in processes, in a real focus from a governance point of view on quality being the most important thing that is discussed at, at, at board meetings and on, on a board agenda. So so I, I think the you know those prerequisites are absolutely critical and I think if those if those are in place and the right shareholders are brought on board and the right sort of governance is put in place, then the impact on service delivery will be positive. But it's very important that that's where the focus is. If the focus is short term, if the focus is less on investing in services and investing in quality, then it has a negative impact, clearly. Okay. And how important then is that to an organization, you know, that's considering investing in in healthcare? I mean, will they look to see that there is a good governance structure in there, I suppose, to protect their investment if, if the deal goes ahead or that there is, you know, good levels of care or they're, that they're compliant with regulations? It, it's absolutely critical. It's absolutely critical for investors. I mean, I think, in, in, you know, it, 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 when things go wrong in, uh, in a healthcare organisation, it's much worse than losing the financial investment. It's much, much worse than that. You know, patients or residents can be affected and the reputational damage is, is enormous. So I, I, I think that, you know, those companies that have, you know, the strongest governance, the strongest focus on quality, you know, the best... Uh, HICWA results where you know there's tangible examples of the quality they're the ones that attract most interest and the bar is pretty high you know in terms of what most investors will, will look for they're, they're absolutely key prerequisites you know, strong management team you know very clear evidence of good quality that can be independently verified and you know systems and processes that you know even though they may require further investment to be enhanced that they are uh, sufficiently strong. You know, the reputation of the organization, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it's clear that there's a strong reputation with uh, with residents or with patients or indeed with the payers, be it the HSE or otherwise. You know, it, it's a small market. It is easy to diligence, you know, what's, what's good and what's not. And, you know, I think I think these are critical components and those companies that, um, exude these sort of attributes will attract more, certainly attract more interest. Okay. I know it's, this is probably very different in each scenario, but in your experience, what typically happens after a healthcare organisation is, is purchased? Okay. So, um, you know, usually the, the, the first the first change, obviously, is at governance level, at board level, in terms of, you know, new new participation and new shareholders, obviously, in, involved in terms of the governance piece. Usually what happens is that there is a, an agreed strategic or business plan that has already been pre-agreed uh, between the uh, management team or the uh, incumbent shareholders that are already there and the new so that there's a clear direction of travel. Uh, so that strategic plan gets endorsed and then starts to get uh, implemented. And, you know, if, if within that strategic plan there is investment in, in new facilities or, 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 or new services, and that, that starts to come through. But it, it you know, um, I mean, I think, you know, it starts with, it starts with governance in terms of the, yeah. the change. And a change of ownership or indeed bringing new investors in is disruptive. There's no doubt about that. And it... Um, it takes time for, you know, new thinking to bed down, and usually, 
there's there's a six month process of you know integration of new ideas and new plans and new thinking before before things start to to move in the direction of travel that everybody wants so i think you know it, that that period of you know the getting to know you beforehand which may take 6 or 12 months or even longer and 6 to 12 ma- 12 months afterwards is quite disruptive so therefore you know i think anybody looking to um to invest in a company or indeed to take in investment needs to be cognizant of that that there is a there is a process and needs to be going in eyes wide open in that regard okay. that, that that there there is changes but if the, if they've attracted the right type of investors uh, and the the marriage is the right one th- there'll be changes for the positive just to, to flip that over i mean have you ever seen a scenario where you know there may have been negative effects and, and negative effects particularly on on direct care and what would be if that were the, the scenario what would be your advice, you know, kind of going forward to try and avoid those types of things? I, I think I, I haven't seen too many instances of, of, of impacts on direct care at all, but I have seen instances certainly where the the setup was just not right, you know, from okay. the point of view of the type of investor that, that has been brought on board, where the time horizon was not sufficiently long, where the investors required returns earlier than you know, are, are naturally available within, mm-hmm. you know, typical healthcare investments uh, and, you know, requirement for dividends early, et cetera, affect the ability of that organization to invest in, in frontline care. So, you know, to to, to, to avoid it, I, I think, or, or to ensure that everything is done to avoid it is, is obviously in, in the pre-planning beforehand and picking picking those new investors very, very carefully and spending as much diligence time on who those new investors are and what their real mandate is and what's behind it as they are on you. Okay. And, and that's very, very important. It's hard to unring the bell when new yes. investors are brought on board. It's difficult to unwind uh, if, if it isn't working out. So the most important thing is to, to spend as long as possible ensuring that, you know, the the focus on the right stuff is there and that that new investor can actually deliver in terms of what is being required in terms of investment in quality and and services okay i suppose it's hard to talk about healthcare without you know, talking about regulation um in ireland you know public sector healthcare is is pretty heavy regulated in terms of standards and guidance and regulations does this impact the international investment market it's it's a it's a huge positive I mean it, it's 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 essential I would say in terms of you know for most investors looking at the market I think one of the key positives of, of the Irish market is is a strong regulatory system and uh, regulatory standards that are on a par if not better than many other international markets so uh, we have a number of international clients that will only invest in subsectors of healthcare that are regulated and, and won't invest in those that are that are not regulated. So I- in areas where HICWA are already the regulator, be it in, in nursing homes or in, in uh, intellectual disability or in fostering, for example, where there's already robust standards, it's, it's, a, it's a key positive. So investors are looking for highly regulated environments where they know that the checks and balances are already there and that there's evidential proof of it that you can go yeah. to a HICWA website 
you can download reports you can see you know the uh, ratings of the of the company and also you can compare across other private providers or the public system and get some sense of how does the organization compare to others uh, is it is it is it top tier is it in the top quartile uh, where are the are the potential areas of deficiency so so I think I think it's a key positive and it, it's, you know, in many cases a prerequisite. Dermot, overall, would you think that, you know, international investment in Irish healthcare improves it? I mean, you know, you mentioned, you know, maybe you don't have a view on the, on the direct care side of things, but certainly from a governance side of things, from bringing new ideas, new processes, new systems, new technologies. Do you think it's it's good to have those kind of outside people come in and examine your business like that I, I think very much so I, I think I think in, in the vast majority of cases the the experience has been a positive experience and I, I think you know with the, with the right type of uh, international investors on board I, I think we're starting to see the evidence I mean there's been obviously international investors in Irish healthcare for many years mm-hmm. but it's stepped up significantly in the last three years. And I think as as we start to look at just that experience over the last three years in terms of what has happened, you know, we can see obviously through HICWA ratings how what the direction of travel is from a from a quality uh, perspective. We can see, you know, new uh, investment in services, new facilities being built. So there is, you know, a certainly a step up in terms of uh, addressing that infrastructure deficit. And few examples so far of, of where it's gone badly wrong. But I, I think there are always examples of, of where it's gone wrong in other markets. So I think I think it's important to continue to be vigilant to, you know, ensure that, you know, the right type of investors are being brought on board and, and that they recognize that healthcare and, and this isn't exclusive to Ireland, is a long term game. You know, there isn't uh, there isn't a quick return. There's a need to invest in uh, essential services to maintain standards, and there's a need to invest to improve standards. And I, I think if those if those type of fundamentals are there, then the experience will continue to be positive. But I would certainly say over the last 36 months, we 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 would be very positive in terms of the experience that international investment has has had on the market. I, I think the other thing that that also is relevant where there's you know the bringing in of new innovation and new technologies and new ways of thinking it's naturally going to assist in in developing the market here as well so when we think for example about elderly care where there's obviously numerous different uh, areas or settings of care that have developed but continue to need to develop so we've got a very strong nursing home system we've got a, a strong and growing home care system uh, we need more investment in step-down facilities. We need more investment in rebe- uh, uh, rehabilitation. So this, the settings of care uh, in Ireland that, that don't exist were very, very early in their, in their evolution, but are very well developed in other countries. And I okay. think if, if investors are coming on board that have that experience, that are prepared to be patient to create a new setting of care, then that clearly has a very positive impact uh, on on the overall uh, Irish healthcare market. Okay, so it seems like it is something that could very possibly have a huge impact on the shape of our health system, you know, as, as well as care delivery. I think so. I think so. I, I think I think those areas that 
we are deficient in in terms of settings. Uh, ambulatory care is is another example where, you know, in terms of the acute hospital system, we have and we continue to have a lot of uh, care delivered in acute hospitals that can be done in lower acuity, acuity settings. So these like standalone surgical centres or community-based uh, enlarged GP centres that can look after a lot of, you know, day-to-day illnesses. There's clearly a double benefit there. I mean, that, that is a setting that is more appropriate uh, for the patient's needs, where the patient does not have to go to a large acute hospital for a cataract or, mm-hmm. you know, an excision of lesion or, you know, uh, routine, routine surgical procedures, that they can be undertaken in a community-based setting. And uh, that's obviously from a, from a funding perspective, a cheaper setting to fund as well but also much more appropriate and it helps to alleviate some of the overcrowding in the acute hospital system. So, you know, th- those forms of new settings are, are well developed elsewhere. I think Ireland needs them. I think it, it would be positive, positive direction of travel. And, you know, using, using that international experience of what has worked and what hasn't worked and picking the best bits and applying them to the Irish market uh, with appropriate investment will, will only be positive in terms of filling out those sort of deficits that you know, don't really exist in terms of the overall healthcare, healthcare spectrum, but need to exist. Yeah. And a lot of what you've detailed there and discussed, I mean, that is part of the Slauncher care plan as well, you know, delivering care at that, you know, that first point of contact and, uh, you know, alleviating that need in, in acute care and, you know, bringing it back into the community and providing more of those services closer to people's home. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think I think you know, Slauncher Care is is a very positive development for Irish healthcare in terms of outlining a, a direction of travel that that just makes sense, that is consistent with international norms. It's obviously a very slow moving machine uh, because so much needs to be done in order to be able to bring it about. But it it is it, you know it gives the sort of clarity I think that's needed, and it gives the stability that's needed as well in terms of investors making long term decisions if they know that look this is the this is the cross party support in terms of where we need to go, we need to focus on on you know uh, uh, community medicine, we need to focus on um, moving away from all activity being undertaken in the acute system, we need to invest in local services. You know, they're they're all positive, uh, very positive developments. So I think, I, I I think it needs to it needs to move faster. I, I think it's it's difficult to move an entire health system quickly. Yeah. You know, many people would comment that it, it isn't moving fast enough, and we can't see the results yet. I think I think there's so much involved that it is going to take time, and I don't think we're going to see a material change in terms of the hospital system anytime soon. Obviously, one of the subsets of of Sloucher Care is removing private practice from public hospitals. I think that's going to, I think that's the right decision, but it's going to take a lot of time before that that actually can be brought about where the uh, consultant contract status is sufficient in order to be able to bring it about. But there's also an amount of private activity that is difficult to move and, and will naturally stay in the public hospital, particularly if it enters through any departments or maternity or otherwise. Yeah, of course. But yeah. in, o- in overall terms, I think it's, I think it's positive. Uh, there is a real need for investment in community services across all areas. You know, we haven't talked about uh, complex care or mental health services or otherwise, but I mean, I think there's 
there's so many areas that you know require the development of services and, and investment is a critical component in that and, and when you look at you know what what has been the issues from an Irish healthcare perspective over the last 10 years just lack of investment uh, lack of funding being available has yeah. been one of the key it, it's not that people have not recognized the need it's not that the demand isn't there that there's relentless demand from patients for, for these sort of services but the you know the funding has not been available on a sustainable basis in order to be able to bring it about and that that's that's essential we continue to be underfunded and we we need obviously the commitment from government to ensure that it is providing the, the, the capital to fund that but also we need to be able to attract international funding in order to bring about that cha- that change that needs to happen it's um it's a very interesting area it's an area that's you know there's still a lot of growth available there it certainly seems like an area that can assist Irish healthcare and grow it and develop it and bring new innovation to it just to to wrap up Dermot um, how do you see the future of international investment in healthcare I suppose in in Ireland but even if you have any insights in terms of what's happening globally as well and, and what you see happening into the future Sure. So I, I think I think from from a, a global perspective, I think the you know the social responsibility responsibility mandate that's there means that there will be more and more capital available for healthcare in its widest possible definition, and I think it'll become more and more normal that that healthcare is on is on the agenda. Investment in essential services it will continue to become absolutely critical. I, I think investors recognise that there's th- there's key downsides protection downside protections in that as well. In that you know the healthcare sector is generally seen as re- a resilient sector to economic twists and turns, not immune but certainly resilient. Uh, and as they're seeking investment, I think it's it's it, it's of, of growing importance to have it in the portfolio. Um, I think what we're probably going to see, and we've seen this already internationally, I think it's going to start to become more prevalent in in Ireland, is greater um, focus on complex care and areas of of complexity that maybe have have been relatively untouched uh, up to now. So areas such as children's services, areas such as, you know, complex care in the home and mental health services, you know, I think as investors become more confident about investing in healthcare and the performance is be as good, I think they'll start to move into into more complex areas and areas of higher acuity, and I think that's something we're we're going to we're going to see in Ireland as a result as well. Okay, very good, Jeremy. Thank you so much for providing that very interesting uh, overview on international investment in Irish healthcare, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much, Caroline. Thank you.